Bush and Richie here with your daily takeaway. Uh, an update now for the uber really loyal listeners to the show. Is this cavity wall insulation again? It is related. Is it? it is related. That was a guess. To home energy consumption. Rewind to Friday's show when you and I were both from home due to industrial action uh, by the drivers of the trains who would normally take us in. You know who you are. You know who you, you are. Know who you are. Uh, and I made reference to the fact that that particular evening I had opted into a energy saving event uh, to try and save some money um, on our tariff by saving 20% of electricity use. Do you remember? I was very excited about it at the time and I'm still <laughs> excited about it now. <laughs> uh, but of course, um, the results have now come in. I've had the email come through to let you know how we got on uh, in the energy saving event on Friday. And I'm stunned to say that I increased our energy usage by 39%. The goal what? was to save energy by 20% between 5 and 6. But just by being at home and doing the home time show, our normal energy usage increased by 39%. Do you know what that is? I don't think that's energy. I think that's just good vibes that this show kicks out. <laughs> that's what it is. Exactly that. You can warm your hands on it. <laughs> this is Home Time with Bush and Richie. Bush and Richie's bonus day. So we've got a leap here. We've got an extra day in February, February 29th. Let's do something with it. Uh, the sky's the limit with this. Just tell us about it. We could make it happen on this show at the end of the month. It's all about you because we want to make it happen for you. Uh, but it's been causing a lot of excitement uh, amongst the team here. Uh, Jenny Longdon from Absolute Radio Country was uh, saying yesterday about how she'd like to have a, a massive food fight. She's a troublemaker, that girl. Certainly is. Uh, on the Dave Barry Breakfast Show this morning, another troublemaker, though, uh, Matt was talking with Dave, and, uh, well, he went a step further. So I'm going to ask you, Matt, you've got a bonus day. Bush and Richie are going to make it a reality. What are you doing? I, I love Jenny's idea, but I, I think maybe I combine it with with the food fight but then in the center of the square we have a big sort of ring slash paddling pool we fill it with gravy and it's breakfast against drive uh, a, a wrestle in the gravy finally we can have it out once and for all four reluctant adults stripped to the undercrackers grappling in meaty liquid uh, and we'll see who's the best breakfast or drive wow okay that's Okay, we'll do we'll do that then, <laughs> shall we? Uh, personally, if I had an extra You're not day, up for it? Uh, no, I was going to use my extra day to finally get that master's degree in mathematics. Uh, Let no. us know what you would do if you were to win your bonus day. Head to absoluteradio.co.uk/win. What flavours the gravy? Probably just a standard bisto. He's a wrong one, isn't he, Dyson? It's a bit Frankie Goes to Hollywood video. I, I felt like we were on a psychologist's couch there for a second. So much to unpack. The Bovril throwdown, it's on the list, but I don't know whether that's going to happen or not. It's X-rated, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, what, do you, do you, what would you do? The sky's the limit, anything goes. Uh, this text has just come in. I'd use that extra day to thaw out the fish for the pie that I'm making right now. Uh, someone's not quite uh, got their food prep right. I, I see what you're saying there. They're basically saying this is not going to get made tonight but that's not the kind of thing that we're wanting to use a whole bonus day for. Fish pie is so good. Love fish I'm pie. So, it's weird, though, isn't it? You have to put it in, like, milk. Isn't that odd? Yeah, it's really strange. Um, but, yeah, each to their own, and that's been one of the best things about this uh, little feature that we're doing is just getting an insight into what makes people tick. Uh, listen to this text. Hi, lads, it's Andreas. On my bonus day, I'd like to go to the Im Invergordon at the top of Scotland and go to the Stoltman Academy and do a full-day training session with two times world's strongest man, Tom Stoltman, and his brother, Luke Stoltman. This would be a dream come true. Isn't that mad that 
he's the world's strongest man, but his brother is also involved as well. So you've got two brothers that turn out to be the strongest brothers in the world. And Andreas there, one of our listeners, carrying a pair of big old tyres around <laughs> in his pants. <laughs> yeah. We've got Sarah on the line right now. Sarah, tell us what you would do with your bonus day then. Uh, so uh, my dad um, used to drive lorries for a living. Mm-hmm. And he won Lorry Driver of the Year many years ago, and it's oh, what he's wow. really, really proud of. Um, so I've always wanted to drive a lorry, basically. Amazing. <laughs> so you grew up with your dad being a lorry driver. Does that mean that he was away for quite a while? Because obviously they've, they've got to do, like, big old tours down different parts of the country delivering stuff, I guess. Yeah, we just um, work days and nights for Ford. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't see him very much. Swing every other Saturday was that yet. Bless him. <laughs> lorry Driver of the Year. So do you get, like, a trophy for the dashboard for that kind of thing? And you get, like, a plate. I've got them in my display cabinet. Oh, um, wow. He got, he gave, yeah, he gave to me. So, um, yeah, I've got on display. Well, an amazing thing. So, like, when I was a kid, obviously, my dad was a computer programmer, so we got to go and, like, sometimes have a go on some of the computers he was working on. Did you get to go and sit uh, in the cab with your dad and drive around in the lorry when you were little? Yeah, I did. I sat in his lap, yeah. <laughs> so, Sarah, this is something that, hopefully, Bush and I could could make happen for our bonus day. What 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 are the obstacles that we might come across with getting you to drive a lorry? Uh, well, I'm only five foot two. <laughs> also, as well, sitting on our lap, you can't do that anymore. <laughs> the game's no, gone. No, that's very true. No, that might be a bit, in it, a bit weird. <laughs> but, you know, back in the day, you used to drive around in the beach car park, you'd do the gears for your dad or something like that. This is getting weirder, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. So uh, so a cushion for the uh, for the seat could be could be needed. Yeah, or I think, or I don't know, would that make you further away from the pedals? Yeah, actually, it's a good point, make you higher up, wouldn't it? Maybe little stilts. Oh, Cushions behind me to push me forward. That might work. Okay, if anyone's just joined this call, we are talking about lorry driving and stuff here. Do you know the weird thing is the the weird thing is is that you might be an amazing lorry driver, but because your dad was lorry driver of the year, you yeah. might have that in your DNA, Sarah, and you don't even know it. Do you know what I mean? I feel like I do, if I'm honest. Wow. Well, tell me what we'll do. We'll hire a transit, first of all, to <laughs> <laughs> see when you can do a transit, and then we'll go XGV. That's boring. <laughs> no, you listen to this show, aim for a lorry, end up with a transit. That's kind of how we work. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Good to talk yeah. to you, Sarah. Susan, what would you like to do with your bonus day? Um, I would like to go up to the Kieran Gorms to sit in the woods and see a crested pit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> tell us about, tell us about that? the crested so the crested it's tit. Just, it's just a cute little bird. Um it's got a wee um mohawk and it's really elusive. You only really see them up there, so I've been up kinda of two or three times for a few hours and I've not seen one, so um so yeah, that's on the bucket list for me. So it's on your bucket list, one one of those birds yeah. that you it's hard to spot, a little bit like all the yeah. Pokemon you've got to catch or whatever. Is it quite hard? Because it sounds a bit um, uh, carry-on movie. I feel like you, you... Is it difficult to talk to people about the fact that you've never seen one because people all start laughing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, it's worse. Me and my, my best friend, Ellie Weir, we love nature and we um, we recently went on a beaver trek. And <laughs> oh, come on. Lots and lots of laughs. We, we talk about great tits and... Um, yeah, lots of yeah, lots of birds and animals that they get a lot of laughs out of folks. But we don't care. We just we just enjoy it. Good, good. <laughs> well, look, Susan. If <laughs> I don't know much about um, crested tits, if we were if we were to, to to be able to make a whole day happen, a whole day like all of those those daylight hours, does that increase your chances of finally seeing one? Yeah. So up. So we need to be up there for the crack of dawn. Um, uh, a bit of soup 
and um, some tea and probably a hat because it'll be cold. And yeah, just basically sit all day and, and hopefully one will... Want to pop out and say hello? <laughs> I, I, how many innuendos can you fit into one phone call? I don't know, but you've got pretty close. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, we love you. Uh, thank you so much for getting involved and, and thank you for your suggestion and your pitch for Bush and Richie's bonus day. Perfect, thanks, guys. Love the show. This is Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Uh, I had a nice little lunch at lunchtime with me old man today. Met up with Dad for lunch Lovely. before work, which was nice. Did make me think about a question. When do you think you and I, both here in our mid-40s, when do you think we will get to the age where we settle on an outfit? I know what you mean, because you feel like you go through fashion and at some point when you get older, it, it, it almost like a wheel on a fruit machine. Yep. You stop on a look, that's that, it. don't you? Do you and know what I mean? That's what they do. I met with Dad for lunch for today. There he is. We, we go inside, sit down for our food. He takes off his coat. He's wearing a suit. He's got his hat, takes his hat off. And he says to me, I oh, know we're meeting for lunch, son, and all that kind of stuff, and it's nothing formal, but I don't get to go out and do too much, so uh, I fancied wearing a suit. You don't mind? And in my head, I'm thinking, we're generally always wearing some kind of jacket. That's fine. Saw him on Saturday for my uh, my daughter's 21st birthday for her lunch. What do you think he's wearing? Suit and a hat, of what, course. What kind of suit is he? Is he, is he like Man from Del Monte kind of beige suit type thing, or is he more formal? Well, during the summer, there'll be a little bit more linen. Today was, I would say, sort of heavy and tweedy, but it wasn't as if he was going to go down the city in pinstripes kind of thing. Undercurrents of Grace Brothers going yeah, on very here. very much. One for so the kids. He'd like that. Uh, so, yeah, suit and hat today, suit and hat on Saturday. If he came up at the weekend, he's probably wearing another sort of, like, light suit. It's what he does. He's a formal man. So, can I ask you a question? Do, mm. do you feel like you could wear what you're wearing right now, which is, just describe what you're wearing, you've got kind of... Well, today, because I knew I was meeting Dad for lunch, I've got a polo shirt on and chinos, but tomorrow I'd turn up for work in jeans and a T-shirt. But do you think you could wear that, or you might be wearing something like that when you're like 80 that's the question that is the big question isn't it like what do you think you can carry off when you're that age it is because our parents and maybe grandparents generation they did used to wear the suits and they were all a bit more formal and they, they've kind of stopped at it and that's what they still like to wear and relax but we you know we're not going to be doing jeans and t-shirts and that kind of stuff when we're 70 80 well are we? my, my father-in-law uh, peter from northumberland uh, always says that he doesn't want to be an old fella with big trainers on old guy with trainers yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is you know big old Marks and Spencer's jeans great big jeans big old white trainers and I, that's kind of resonated with me I want to avoid trainers if I can when I'm in, in my 80s or I'd something. like to say that both you and I still at the moment you couldn't predict what we're going to wear on any given day because we, we haven't settled yet we haven't settled yet and we're still kind of chasing fashions that are around about three years ago so we don't know <laughs> we don't know where we've settled but what is the age where we will settle uh, this text here says I care very little about what I wear so I settled about 20 years ago on jeans and a silly T-shirt. I've tried caring and I just keep going back. So at 43, this is me. I, I think there's a bit of a difference between settling and kind of giving up. Yeah. Sounds like giving up to me. <laughs> Uh, this text here I was just saying earlier on, my big fear is wearing trainers when I'm older, like an old fella in trainers. Uh, Bush and Richie have never worn trainers. I'm 66. I've always worn shoes. Fashion should be what you're comfortable in. Jeans, shirt, or T-shirt. I prefer shirt, waistcoat, and a jacket. For more formal look, the jumper for casual. Shoes should make uh, a good impression. I prefer Jeffrey West shoes. <laughs> Making a note of all of these things. He, he wears them for work and leisure. But he doesn't leave his name. So. Uh, Ruth is hanging on. So your husband has, has got a look. Ruth, yes? Super dry, that's it, nothing else. Ooh. How, how do you feel about that? Because it's a very specific look, isn't it, uh, super dry? It's got an element of Clarkson about it all. Well, yeah, I mean, he wears he wears super dry jeans and T-shirts on the weekend, but even for work, he has super dry shirts. 
super dry work shoes, a tube super dry watch, super dry underwear. Uh, basically, everything is super dry. So. Makes them easy yeah. to buy for, I would suppose, if it's you, Ruth. Well, yeah, pretty much. But when it came to our wedding, it was a, a pretty difficult conversation. <laughs> <laughs> difficult conversation. So it's a very male thing, I would say, to... I, I, I'm yeah. a bit like this. If I find something I like, I'll buy loads of them. Yeah. Because you don't have to worry about it then. Is he, has he got into a bit of a rut doing this kind of super dry thing? But also, as I said, it is easy to, to buy him stuff. But the only problem is sometimes is that I'll buy him a T-shirt only to find out that he's bought it for himself already, but he's got so many of them, I didn't know. <laughs> so... And if, if he really has settled into that look, Ruth, um, obviously he is your husband. How are you feeling about him in his super drive when he's 70? Yeah, I think he could probably still rock it, to be fair. OK, and what's his name, your husband? Richie. Super dry <laughs> Richie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a try. <laughs> Uh, Mike, uh, what have you settled into? I wear Converse, um, straight leg jeans, usually a black T-shirt with a crazy design on and a black hoodie with a zip up the front for convenience. If you don't mind us asking, Mike, how old are you? Old enough to know better. I'm 60. I'm the generation that's growing old disgracefully. <laughs> and um, you're, uh, let's, let's make this clear, Mike. You're only 60. Yeah. Uh, and I, I say that purposefully because if you've settled into a look, you would be happy for them to bury you in that as well. They'd have to fight me to get the clothes off me, I think. I think that'd be a pretty easy fight if that is the case, but... <laughs> let's not dwell yeah. too much on Mike's passing. <laughs> no, let's not. If possible. We need the listeners. Uh, so have you been wearing this stuff for ages, or is this, you know, we were talking about settling oh, on fashion? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I kind of got to my uh, 50s and just thought, do you know what? I'm happy as I am. I'm, I've never been a follower of fashion. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of anti-fashion, really. <laughs> OK, Mike, just to go back to your death one more time, if we can... <laughs> As they yeah. lower you into the ground, you're growing old disgracefully. What song are they playing as you disappear out of view? Uh, Born to be Wild. Oh, yes. wow, yes. Like this guy. Yeah, yeah. The Bush. noise of the past. It's Bush and Ritchie's Sound of the Decades. Absolute Radio 90. Do get in touch if you've got any good uh, denture fixtures, please. Good old whistling. You can't beat a whistling pair of dentures. <laughs> uh, so, sound of the decades. This has been flummoxing absolutely everyone. I need to get a better word. I feel like I say flummox every night on this show. What's it's good diff- words. Don't change it. I want some, something different. Confusing. A little bit dry, that, though, isn't it? Oh, if you've got a flummox. better word than flummox, do get in touch at 8.12.15. But here's the sound, right? Have a listen to this. What is that? Greg knows. How are you, Greg? I'm very well, thanks. Very well. Uh, what have you been up to today, Greg, then? I've been playing golf badly. <laughs> oh, someone's living the dream. What's your handicap, uh, Greg? Is it the clubs? <coughs> oh. Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, 21, so a way to go. Yeah. OK, and have you just had a day playing golf? When did you win the lotto? <laughs> <laughs> I won life's lottery. Oh, oh what a positive like guy. Uh, right, uh, <laughs> Greg, what is your absolute radio station of choice to enjoy this flummoxing hometime show? Well, I'm an absolute 80s fan. Yes, Greg. Get in. What's your favourite band or act of the 80s, Greg? Tears for Fears, all day long. Yeah, They are good, don't they? I, yeah. saw them, uh, they, they, I saw them recently on YouTube doing one of their songs. Mm. One of them's got re- very long, grey, curly hair. Looks like the, the baddie from Twin Peaks, the guy <laughs> that climbs over the couch. He does, yeah. I like uh, him. Enough about Roland and Kurt. Yep. Uh, let's get your guess, please, Greg, for the sound of the decade. It's from the 90s. Quick reminder, it's this... Greg, what is that sound? Is it a Pringles tube being opened, the foil top on the Pringle tube? Wow. How do you open your Pringles then, Greg? You were pretty aggressive <laughs> with it, if that's the noise. 
Well, he's being specific. He's not talking about the plastic top, is he? He's talking about the foil, which can rip off at quite some velocity. I tend to put my thumb in it and then circle round so that it opens up. But if, Greg, if Greg's saying this is, this is the noise of that opening, I think he's putting his fist for it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out, shall we? You're a loser and you have lost. Sorry, Greg. No worries. Back oh, to the golf, yeah. eh? Thanks, fellas. What are, you, yeah. what are you doing later on then, Greg? You've had golf in the daytime. What happens now? Uh, just a night in front of the fire with my lovely wife, Samantha. Greg is oh. he's having a lovely life, Greg is, and I'm <laughs> yes. all for it. Good on you, Greg. <laughs> Greg, thank you very much. Sound of the decades, still in the 90s. It's the longest we've been stuck in a decade, and it returns tomorrow. The Daily Takeaway. Daily now, normally on a Wednesday evening, we offer you the chance to blow our minds in Mind Blown, and we're still kind of doing that this evening. Obviously, as you know, we're giving you the chance to do something on this forthcoming Leap Day in our bonus day, but the science behind the Leap Year has been confusing us a little, so we found a guest that can help us. Welcome to the show, uh, Chris Lintot. Uh, Chris, tell us exactly what you do. I'm an astronomer at Oxford. Um, mostly I look at the sky with as many telescopes as possible and try and find the most unusual things that are up there uh, for us to study. Chris, you're, you're immediately one of the most highbrow people we've ever had on the show. <laughs> yep. uh, so thank you very much for taking us to a strata uh, we've never been at. Uh, it is a leap year. Uh, and uh, we want to have an understanding from you a little bit more about how our galaxy is working and why we have to have these every four years. Sure. Well, it's because yeah, the, the world isn't as neat as we'd like it to be. So a year, as you probably know, is the time it takes for the Earth to complete one orbit round the sun. Mm. So every time you have a birthday, you've done another orbit. That's great. Um, the only problem is that it doesn't take exactly 365 years to do that. It takes about... 365 and a little bit less than a quarter days to go round the sun. So is it a bit of a fudge then, what we've known up until this point? It's a fudge. If it was a quarter, basically every four years, every year you bank that extra quarter of a day and every four years we cash it in and get February the 29th back. Wow, that is unbelievable. So um, it's a weird one, isn't it? Is it it like a weird little anomaly within time and space? It it is. There there, there are lots of these. So, So... it's not quite a quarter. So every hundred years, you'd think it's every four years, you know, 2024 is a leap year, 2028 is a leap year and so on. So you'd think if you go all the way forward, 2100 will be a leap year, but we're not. We're going to skip that one. So don't make any plans for February the 29th, <laughs> 2100, because that makes us even more accurate. The other thing that used to happen was we used to have, and you will have lived through these without noticing, but we used to have occasional leap seconds because a day is the time it takes for the Earth to rotate round, but the Earth is actually slowing down. So we used Whoa. to add the occasional leap second in to adjust for that, but we've decided not to bother with that anymore. Wow. They're, making, they're making this up as they go along, <laughs> these people. So how do we, like, just as a nightmare scenario, what, say that the Earth starts slowing down or running out of, uh, out of like, um, speed a little bit. How can, yeah. Is there any way of, like, kick-starting it or keeping it correct, that giving it no, a little jolt? Can, this has been happening for a while, so, so it's actually the Moon's fault. It's the, the pull oh. of the Moon's gravity that's slowing us down. So it's a very slow process. What we'll have to do... Because if we don't adjust it in the long run, then you'll end up with the sun rising earlier and earlier and and the day will start to shift. So if you want to go back in a few thousand years time, we'll just have to take an extra minute 
uh, of the day and all, all relax for, for a minute. But you didn't Richie's bonus day, minute. So you probably <laughs> won't notice the leap minute when it comes around. So it's nothing to do with like us having built more on the planet because I know I know if I had a big lunch, I move slower, getting heavier. Yes, me too. Me too. No, it's nothing to do. Your gravitational pull would increase, but even after lunch, you're not big enough. <laughs> Yeah, so, I love so you're, you're innocent here. And, We've and got an astrophysicist on the show speculating whether Richie's uh, gravitational pull is increasing. <laughs> <laughs> That's peak well, home time. We probably measure it. We're quite good at these things now, but it would be very small. It would be very small regardless of how much pasta went in. Speaking of planets, and once again, uh, I'm going to apologise here uh, for speaking to uh, such a highbrow guest uh, about the question I'm about to ask. Uh, there is a planet uh, in our solar system that always raises a titter uh, when one says its name. Uh, what is the correct pronunciation, though, of that planet? Because I fear that actually the correct pronunciation isn't really that funny. Well, Patrick Moore always used to say Uranus in a desperate <laughs> effort to avoid uh, the titters. But it, it, is, it is, I'm afraid, Uranus. Oh. And um, we want to go and probe it and find out what gas it has. Fantastic. Thanks for that, Chris. Do you reckon this is going to have a rebrand? Do you think that planet... sending European spacecraft to go and investigate gases in, in Uranus. So we're just Sounds painful. It. I think we'll get more coverage if we if we go with that. Back. Do you reckon they'll have a rebrand in the future? No, they need to rebrand that. Man. I don't think it so. seems so it's innocent at the time. Say that the original Her- William Herschel who discovered it—it's a British planet. It was discovered in uh, by William Herschel, who's the greatest British astronomer. But he wanted to call it George, and I'm not sure it's better <laughs> really. Jupiter, Saturn, George. Netflix. Off to probe George. <laughs> Uh, Chris, it's brilliant to have you on the show. Thank you so much for enlightening us about what's up there in the stars and, of course, the leap year. Tell us about your amazing podcast that you do. Oh, well, this is Lazy Astronomy writ large. So, yeah, so I, um, there's a podcast called Dog Stars, which is me and my lurcher, Mr. Max, and we go for a 10-minute walk around the neighbourhood. I try and talk about what's in the sky. He um, runs into people's gardens, tries to eat pizza, gets into fights, all sorts of things. So it's, it's sort of half a dog walk. Uh, and half looking at the sky, but hopefully it will inspire a few people to, to notice what's above their head when they're out for an evening walk as well. So, yeah, that's Dog Stars, and it'd be great to have some of your listeners come and come and join us on our walk. Brilliant. Chris, fantastic. Thank you so much. It was really good fun having you on. Brilliant. Thanks, Bye, mate. Talk to you soon. This is The Daily Takeaway. There's the show. Uh, we have to return to... Um, I'm, I'm not revelling in, in the fact that you've upped you've the You've got energy. a big smile on your face like a Cheshire cat. <laughs> I, am quite, I am quite pleased with it. It's quite funny. You've, you've increased your... Uh, output by 40, nearly 40%, is it? Basically, yeah, nearly doubled what would normally going on between five and six just by being at home doing the home time show on Friday. Now, what I feel is going to happen in your household, I might be wrong, I feel like you're going to have to have a kickback against this. In the, in the, in the, in the march of jackboots, there's going to be some form of, like, dad-like crackdown on something to try and redress the balance. I tell you I tell you what will happen. The next time the trains are on strike, I'm leaving home in walking boots at 9am in the morning. I'm not doing another show from home. Not with that energy usage.